The following is a message from Westminster Seminary, California. For more information about this message or Westminster Seminary, visit us online at westcal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. That's online at wscal.edu or call us at 760-480-8474. Let's pray together. Father, we're thankful for the promises of your word and the victory that we have in Christ. And our prayer is that you would be with us in the fights to which we are called for the sake of the Savior, that you will strengthen us, that we might persevere to the end in faithfulness. And so bless us in this time of fellowship and worship together, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. It is my uh, very great honor... Um, more than I am worthy of, to introduce to you today uh, the Reverend James Christian Bland III. Um, He is a former church planter, a former pastor, and the current uh, director of uh, Home Missions, uh, Mission to North America uh, for the PCA. He's uh, had this position for a number of years now, but none of that's what's really important about Jim. What's really important is that he and I have been friends for more than 45 years. And um, we met in kindergarten, and uh, uh, actually in seminary. And uh, this should lead you all to a salutary resolution as seminarians. Uh, Look around you and find the people who are going to be really successful and make friends of them early on so that uh, later on it will go well for you. So anyway, we are so very thankful that Jim comes regularly to visit with us and uh, not only to speak in chapel, but then meet uh, with students who might be interested in pursuing ministry in the the PCA. Uh, There will be a lunch uh, today at 12.45 in room four. Um, All of you who have uh, made a reservation, there will be pizza there for you, uh, provided for free by the PCA, or nearly free, it's kind of like the government. Um, But uh, there will be pizza for those who have made reservations. Anyone who would like to come who has not made reservations is welcome to come, but uh, bring your own lunch, uh, or at least come and fast, and uh, uh, hear what is going on with the PCA. So we're so very thankful to have Jim here today. As a first-year student at Gordon Divinity School, and then it became Gordon-Conwell, Uh, Dr. Godfrey and I were in classes together Uh, in the early, uh, it must have been the fall of our first year there in a church history course, uh, Dr. Godfrey uh, stood and challenged the professor uh, with an a priori, a post a priori, yeah, and and the professor backed down and said, Mr. Godfrey, Uh, you are right. And I said, ding, I need to get in his trail. And so uh, I was swept along with the academic prowess of your president. Very thankful. And on a second note, uh, we both have dirt on each other, and so we are very kind to one another. (laughs) Does anybody understand what that means? Uh, My theme today is finishing well. You may think that's strange. Uh, here at a theological seminary when you're ready to graduate. And uh, I ought to be speaking about how to start well, but I want to speak on finishing well. So would you turn with me in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. I'll read a few verses and then on to chapter 12. 
Finishing well, Hebrews 11, verses 1, 2, and 6. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, for by it the people of old received their commendation. Down to 6. And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists, that he rewards those who seek him. And then over to chapter 12, beginning at verse 1. Um, having read chapter 11, this wonderful chapter of those who finished the race well, uh, the author starts with, therefore. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. Let me pray. Father, we thank you for the encouragement and the admonition of this passage of Scripture, and we do pray that you would empower us by your spirit as in Christ we are victors, but that we are to run our own race and to fight the fight of faith and pray that you would enable us by the power of your spirit to finish well. For Jesus' sake, amen. Uh, the older I get, the more impassioned I am with what it means to finish well. Uh, this is my end of my 43rd year of gospel ministry, and I have to confess that I've seen the dearest of friends fall by the wayside. I did not finish well. And as I said in my introductory remarks, you would think that someone who's coming to a theological seminary would encourage you to start well. What are those little tips of how you can start well in the gospel ministry? Well, for those of you who are going into pastoral ministry, uh, three things uh, stick in my mind of what I was encouraged to do. The first thing was, very specifically, to visit every family in the congregation. Do your pastoral ministry. Get the flock to know you and you uh, to know them. Uh, the second tip was, uh, don't change things overnight. Uh, take your time. It's backfired on many a person. Uh, maybe 12 months, maybe 18 months, but just don't go in there blazing with, you know, your guns shooting and you want to change everything because you know you can do it right. And then the third little tip was, and this does apply to seminary students, uh, love people more than books. Uh, you can't take books to heaven. Let that, let that really sink in. I said that at Covenant Theological Seminary, and the seniors rose up and just challenged me that you have to have a good library and you can't preach well without, and that's true. But, but love people and not be so endeared to your books. Okay. Uh, finishing well is not a given in the Christian life. Uh, it's not automatic, it's not easy. Uh, Dr. J. Robert Clinton, formerly professor at Fuller Theological Seminary, spent his whole lifetime uh, looking at leadership, the qualities, characteristics of good leaders, as well as 
Bad Leaders, a book that has made a deep impression on me that I've had for a couple of decades now. It's called The Making of a Leader by what formerly known as Bobby Clinton. The Making of a Leader. He writes that in his studies over a lifetime on leadership, more than 70% of leaders do not finish well. 70% don't finish well. He studied leaders uh, out of the business community, the professions, political world, leaders from the Bible, uh, church history, and he realized very specifically that in his studies there were three major traps that leaders tend to fall into and do not finish well. You can imagine what they are. If I took a survey with you, you would probably identify all three of these. The first is love of money. Secondly is sex. And then thirdly is accumulation of power. We could also talk about drugs doing people in. Little by little, these men who started well did not finish well, and they compromised their integrity. You probably have heard of ministers who started well, who were faithful, who seemed to have fruitful ministries, and yet for one reason or another just fell by the wayside, did not finish well. The Apostle Paul was impassioned to finish well. Um, he fought the good fight. Uh, he ran the race, and he received the crown that was given unto him. Now listen to what he has to say. I'm reading three passages of scripture, and uh, each has the application of, of purposing to finish well. First Paul to the Corinthians, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Do you not know that in a race all the runners compete, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I do not run aimlessly, I do not box as one beating the air, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. And then Paul to Timothy. Uh, it's a great study of Paul and Timothy, a discipleship. Every other Wednesday night where I live in the suburbs of Atlanta, Georgia, I teach in my home church a life group. And this year we're studying uh, Timothy and Paul and Timothy and discipleship. And we're looking at that. And my challenge several weeks ago when I began was that each one of us as a Timothy is to have a Paul. And each one of us as a Paul is to have a Timothy. And you can see this from 2 Timothy 2 too. Those things that you have been taught pass on to others. So in our lifetime, each of us is to have a mentor and it continues. And we are to be, in turn, a mentor to a Timothy. It's a, it's a great study. Listen to what Paul says about to Timothy. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season, out of season. Then he drops down and says, for I am ready. I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. This is 2 Timothy. I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I've kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, not only to me, but also to all who have loved 
his appearing. And then lastly, Paul to Timothy in 1 Timothy. He writes, but as for you, O man of God, flee these things, meaning those things that would corrupt. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and above which you made a good confession and above all that you made a good confession in the presence of many witnesses. I charge you in the presence of God who gives life to all things and to Christ Jesus who is his who in his testimony before Pontius Pilate made the good confession to keep the commandments unstained and free from reproach until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ. Fight the good fight, Timothy, of faith. So let's look at our text, uh, looking specifically at the first three verses of Hebrews chapter 12. How to finish well, that would be the application according to the word of God. The context is the race set before each one of us. We're going to look at the victors, little v, then we're going to look at the victor, big V, and then we're going to look at ourselves as those who are in the process that we will be victors. So note well that we're surrounded by victors. Uh, the therefore applies to chapter 11 at least, and those who are in the pantheon of faith. As you've read these, they all finished well. They're commended for their good fight, and they finished well and received their reward. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight, and then it continues. Well, the picture is the amphitheater. Looking up the dates, it, it wasn't quite yet the Colosseum. It apparently is just the amphitheater. I wanted to do that, Dr. History Professor here would say, well, you're off by about five years, and the uh, uh, Colosseum had not yet been built. So I just wanted to touch base with you. <laughs> um, surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. And, and as soon as I read this and thinking about speaking, I thought about the University of Michigan that continues to crowd into their football stadium over 100,000 people a game and how they're cheering and screaming, and you can just picture now here in the amphitheater. I competed in sports in college, and I have to tell you that it was at Bird Stadium, University of Maryland. I was on the track team, and you could probably count the people who came out to watch us do our thing on your fingers and toes. And so I wasn't used to the cheers and the, and, you know, the go get them and yes, finish the race. Nevertheless, here we have the saints of God. Don't think it's, it's theology that they're looking over the clouds at us and rooting us on, but that's the picture that we have here from the author, more than likely, in my opinion, Paul, as he writes very specifically about those saints who have finished, who continue to encourage us on. Those are the victors who surround us. They have laid aside every weight in sin, and they've run with endurance the race. They've looked to Jesus, the founder and perfecter, author and finisher, of their faith, and they finished well. But the subject of this passage of Scripture, the whole of Scripture, is the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the victor. And if we are in him, then we are victors, and, and we know that we will finish the race by God's grace. And the challenge is that we will finish well. Our Lord Jesus Christ, it says, for the joy Set before him for what he knew 
about him finishing the work on the cross, the resurrection. Him knowing uh, the joy set before him, he endured the cross in his passive obedience. Um, he despised the shame in his active obedience and is seated as a victor at the right hand of the throne of God. For those of us uh, who are in the Lord Jesus Christ, what a great joy it is to know that this race will be won. And by God's grace, you and I may finish well. But we need to understand those, uh, those things that would waylay us, uh, that which would uh, cause us not to run well, to, to throw off. Uh, I'm told that in the Greek games, uh, men would all but run without any clothes because they didn't want to be encumbered. And so the picture is the runner taking everything off that he may run well. And so we have the third uh, V, Victor. Little V, for those who've gone before us, the big V, the Lord Jesus Christ, as we are in him who finished the race, who uh, was the pleasure of his father and was told to sit at the right, at his right hand, we have the little V, we will be victors in Christ who lived, died, and rose again for us. The word says, consider him, uh, keep your mind on him. And then it says, look to him who finished the race well, and our hope is that we are in him and will finish well. Uh, that we won't grow weary, although it's an arduous race, or it's a tough fight, that we won't grow weary and faint-hearted because of the saints who've gone before us, but because of the victor, our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, as you look at your life right now, uh, what could it be uh, that would encumber you not to run well, to finish well. Maybe it's not one of the three that I talked about, the love of money, uh, sex, power, drugs. What could it be? Um, who, who among us right now would say, uh, it could never happen to me? Um, I'd love to have interviewed several of my friends who, um, who did fall by the wayside, who even renounced the faith, and, and asked them very specifically, how are you doing? W what is it that would cause you not to run well? Um, oh, that they would have been honest. I had that conversation. But none of us is beyond that. And as soon as we think that that it can't happen to me or it can't happen to you. Uh, the vulnerability that is there uh, is, is quite, quite a challenge. And yet the encouragement of this passage of scripture is that in Christ we are victors and that we are able to finish the race. Not just start well with those three hints. Do you remember what they were? Anybody remember? This is a quiz. What were they? I won't. I won't. I won't make you say what they are. Um, listen to Jude and his benediction for you. Let me read that in conclusion. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now, and forever. Amen.
Let me pray. My Father, have mercy upon us as men and women, vulnerable to the world, the flesh, and the devil, broken and yet healed by your grace. We thank you for the calling you've given us in Christ Jesus. I thank you for the men and women here and their calling to be your ambassadors in and through the church and pray that each of us would run the race, would finish well, would fight the good fight of faith, and by your grace be victors. Because of who you are, our great victor, hear our prayer for Jesus' sake. Amen. Copyright 2013, Westminster Seminary, California. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way and that you do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.